You're experiencing the Authentic Chaos Podcast, an exploration into our inner selves and journeys of self-discovery. I'm your host, Bahagan Yernosian, and joining me today is a friend of mine, Stephen Ritchie. Hey, Bahagan. Uh, yeah, good to be on. Um... Yeah, it's good to have you on. Uh, so Stephen is calling in from South Africa. I met him on my trip to Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, and we really hit it off. He actually uh, really helped me out when I was—I uh, had some travel issues leaving Cambodia. Uh, he gave me a place to crash for the night, which was very appreciated. I thank you so much for that. No, no, just happy to help, man. Um, you definitely didn't have a boring sort of exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Stephen, um, why don't you tell us, uh, tell a little bit about yourself to the audience, maybe a couple sentences, something that, you know, maybe you'd like people to know about you. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, um, South African, Cape Townian, born and bred. Uh, I might be the stereotype, <laughs> just not my accent. I always seem to, people always like, hey, you sound like you're from Joburg or Durban. <laughs> So, so that's my struggle, I suppose. Um, about me, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a software developer, um, sort of logistical software. And then in my personal life, I think I'm a hobby enthusiast. <laughs> I, I got quite a lot of interests. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm just all around quite social person. Um, I mean, I can highlight some hobbies or... <laughs> yeah, what, what are some of the hobbies that are exciting you lately? Yeah, so... <clears throat> I've got kind of this thing where I try to keep like hobbies going, but like sometimes I'm like, cool, I've almost like ticked that box. Mm. Um, yeah. It almost feels like I've done a full circle experience. So um, the late, the ones that are sort of running and I'm quite into now, um, fire, fire dancing. Um, I do um, the poi and the fire staff. I just practice, started practicing at home. A friend was like, Hey, you like niche hobbies? Um, and this was sort of in response to me at the time being into roller skating, quite hardcore. Oh, nice. So oh, hardcore like, roller skating and fire I know, dancing. Because, you know, like when people say roller skating, they think, you know, like, um, I suppose the equivalent of going on an ice rink. They think, oh, you know, you just kind of go. You're like, you're probably all right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm actually pretty hardcore. Um, <laughs> I, I do like lots of tricks. And I don't know, I had the nap. Um, nice. I got a roller cade down here and I used to hit there weekly, uh, sort of <laughs> got a bit injured. So that was sort of the, Hey, that was fun next. But yeah. So you um, felt like you needed yeah. to up the ante and go to fire dancing. <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, as my friend was just like, Hey, let me teach you this other niche skill. And, so I started learning, I almost kind of gave up at the start because it's, it's quite a learning curve, hey? Um, yeah, I can only then, imagine. Yeah, it's um, many, many painful hours of blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. But, you know, like, it, it's a lot of fun. You, you sort of get in a rhythm. There's even, like, some people who are really into it, like, will say that it's kind of like a mental health thing because you get into a sort of a state of flow. And that's kind of where you just have that hyper sort of focus. Um, especially because of the, the sort of knowledge of imminent danger, <laughs> where you're like, well, we can't stop. It also motivates you because you're like, well, you know, like some hobbies, it's like you can sort of half do it. But the fire dancing, it's like, well, you either nail it 
or you, you know, you burn off your face. <laughs> so, <laughs> Have you singed in the I'm eyebrows? Yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> no I, I singed my beard once, but not that I ever grow like massive ones. Yeah. But I, I feel the whiskers. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I caught my shorts, shirts caught on fire a few times. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's actually like sort of surreal. And so, like, you'll, you first won't notice. It's funny. Like, mm-hmm. your body's warning detection system doesn't seem so like savvy in that like it'll just be like super flame in your shirt but you're so watching the crowd and thinking on what you're doing it's yeah, like, yeah. like eventually you notice or someone points to you and it's like a thing where you have a spotter who's meant to be because fire dancers actually don't know they're like just on fire in a blaze sometimes <laughs> like the air and stuff until it's too late someone points at you and be like yeah <laughs> we got a pro well, they, they'll say they'll point to your arm and they'll say arm and then you know, okay, there's fire on my arm. Like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you have someone to tell you like, hey, you're on fire, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, um, yeah, although sometimes that shows you can't really get that privilege. You just have to be careful. Yeah. It's just a big crowd. <laughs> and the crowd might, like, I suppose, uh, as crowds are, might catch on and be like, oh, cool, that looks fun. Let's also point and say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine that can get confusing. And of course, like, you know, it makes sense that you want someone to cool, like calmly say like, hey, you got a little flame on you. Because if like people panicked, then you might panic, right? Yeah. I once did the stereotypical, my friend was like, hey, you're on fire. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then <laughs> that was the first time I was caught on fire. Just, I mean, I almost felt like silly after that. But <clears throat> but I almost actually like, I actually sometimes just kind of laugh. Like when it's on, and then like afterwards, I'm like, <sighs> That was bad. <laughs> we need to be better. Yeah. Because that's the realness. You're just looking, you're like, oh, that's happening. Um, with no warning signals. And you're like, you just kind of pat it off and you, you kind yeah. of go, I got a couple burns on like the thing is like part of the culture is to kind of kind of go shirt off because it gets really hot and it's kind of going back to that kind of island sort of, I guess, heritage. Mm-hmm. Um and so a little bit low, uh, need to be careful because, you know, there's no shirt to protect you. Um, yeah, but I mean, most of the time you're fine. It's just that quarter of the chance of something going wrong. That, yeah. That's really keeps you like alert and focused and kind of motivates you to just kind of perfect it. And it's really, it's, it's like, uh, I like things when you learn moves. Maybe that's why I like the roller skating. Mm, and, like, like physical like, moves. Yeah, like almost choreography, yeah. like, like tricks in a way, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You mentioned on the trip that you were also like a professional dancer at a point, right? Or like a, a near professional. <laughs> I'm going to fan myself. You're so cut. You, uh, I, I don't know about professional, but um, <laughs> uh, I would say I'm, I'm quite an experienced dancer. Um, that's actually been put on hold. I mean, you know, I suppose if a, a good friend or a pretty girl like pulls me up, I'll be like, ah. Fine. <laughs> but, but at the moment, like proactively learning and going out, the better pause. But yeah, I mean, I danced for like on and off, like I think ten years. Um, yeah, that's a long I time. Did, uh, that's a long time to be committed to anything. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it's it was fun. I'll process a lot. That it's funny, but it's funny that um, I actually started as like the most terrible dancer. <laughs> um, I think at the time, like I was in some sphere sort of struggling socially and I sort of needed mm. at that time kind of a a way to develop kind of social skills, kind of know people. Yeah. And so I, 
um, I sort of got pulled into that. And then I sort of actually liked the, the activity itself and got really into that. And yeah, ballroom and Latin dancing. I mean, <laughs> I can list like a whole, whole um, stack, almost like a rap um, of the different styles, you know. Uh, yeah. Songs, uh, samba, mamba, rumba, <laughs> the data, uh, what else, you know, the waltz, the, the sexy tango. So it's really fun. I recommend it to people. But for me, and I think there's a lot, there's a big learning curve. And so the reward out of it takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's quite like, it's not necessarily that comfortably at home because when you're learning, you're like, oh, people are watching me. And it's quite in the open. But, you know, really everyone's just focusing on what they're trying to learn. And everyone's right. so panicky. They don't even know there's other people in the room, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, so that's a, an, a, a good point. And that's something that I'm, I try to stress to people that no one is like, even in general, like no one, we think that everyone is looking at us, that like we do something that we think is embarrassing. We think it's embarrassing because everyone saw us doing it. But in reality, no one is really noticing anyone else doing anything. Like we're all so much, so like deep in our own heads and in our own spaces that we don't have the brain power to. Usually, we don't have the brain power to really be aware of like all the things you're doing or like that the people next to you are doing. Yeah, I think like the that's the couple I suppose life lessons that I, I've kind of learned was the one is that exactly you can't just think everyone's thinking of talking or thinking about you. Yeah. Um, you, you can't let, let that, even if they are, or the perception of it, like affect you, you know, you've got to, and you've got to kind of like do your own thing. You've got to like say, mm-hmm. you know, how do I want to live life? Um, how do I want to experience this? Um, you know, if these people, the interactions are only so long and I don't know, it's sort of, I, I like the, the sort of experience of becoming what I call like an extreme version of yourself Take kind of, focusing on hmm. not what kind of fits into society and so on um, and what you should do and what you almost uh, fear is sort of driving you to do, but rather what do you want to do? What really kind of brings out what feels like true to yourself mm-hmm. and so um, And I found that in sort of certain sort of activities um, and even people. Um, yeah, so... For for me, I guess that like on the dance floor, you know, you can sort of get a great example of, okay, well, <laughs> guys, you know, the stereotype um, and I suppose typical thing is that we meant to go ask the girl to dance, right, um, and meant to lead. Yes, yes. So, and uh, so there's, and especially like a very uh, socially anxious, at least at that stage, quite hectically to go out to approach someone and almost seek like a sort of validation of like. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to dance with me? You know, am I am I w- worth dancing with? You know, um, and you, to yourself, you're like, am I good enough? Do I, you know, do I look good enough? You know, all those kind of things. And right. then they accept. And sometimes they say, no, they're busy. And then it's like, <laughs> it's almost like a simulation of kind of approaching someone in a club, but you're gonna be doing it a lot, and it's you know, it's different in its own way. But and um, yeah, even when you're doing the moves, like not worrying about messing up, just. And making it kind of fun and so those are i guess sort of things i, I sort of found overcoming that really helped me in my dance journey and now i'm sort of a high-end sort of i suppose intermediate dancer um yeah 
So, nice. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, mean, um, I, I want to go back a little bit to what you said about being the most extreme version of yourself. Um, so, what? So, what are you becoming the extreme version with respect to? To myself. Um, yeah. So, I think. You know, I actually, I can sort of start where I got this kind of idea from, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, I, I've made a friend, like a, a school friend that we disconnected for like maybe just, I don't know, like 10 years. And was one of yeah. my best friends um, because when I left school, I was just like, yeah, I'm out of here. Uh, I need, I need a new space. Uh, sure. And so this friend, um, Adrian, he's a very good friend of mine. He's a very cool guy, um, very insightful, and he's gone through a lot. And so... It's interesting because when he was in school and with a lot of schools, you're kind of kind of a almost compacted version of yourself where you're not meant to stick out and so on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, part of that was what I saw in him, but I saw some traits and some interests. Then 10 years later, I see him and he's, I just call him the extreme version of that, you know, his artistic side became mm-hmm. important in his art, his sort of humor mm-hmm. kind of developed his interests and sort of um, social circles. And so um i think in my case what what um so that was sort of his case um kind of becoming that kind of i guess kind of kind of wise and artistic sort of person yeah um and for me maybe it's hmm you know i suppose i could talk about it in a hobby sense i i like developing passions i think and also um I think things like self-care, like healthy lifestyle, that's and sort of learning about like kind of exercise and things and, you know, finding hobbies that are passionate about finding people who kind of share those passions. Um, I think for me, like in, in humor, you know, I'm not quite like silly um, sort of humor, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. insecure about that at a stage, but, you know, I, I can be pretty wild. Um, now I actually like performing. Um, is, I think part of the reason I, <laughs> for a person who'd be scared to get on a stage or be seen, um, I've sort of developed it to someone who, you know, like with the dancing, there's a showcase aspect. Oh, yeah, we, we, we saw quite the show uh, back in Chiang Mai. Um, I'm trying to remember. You are referring are you, are to... You putting, I'm referring to the, uh, to the burlesque. When he, you were uh, you were on stage putting on quite the show uh, <laughs> with your uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. your uh, coconut bra, <laughs> your coconut bikini. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, I mean, like one of the guys too. We kept saying like that was some wild stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you I were mean, vibing though. You're you're you were putting on a great show. You were you're really into it. You weren't awkward at all. It was great. Yeah. Well, you know, I said I. I, I like um, yeah, I, that's maybe that's one of the other extreme features of myself is I'm pretty down for things. Like my friend A says, you know, like you know, I was the person who, like, if he has some wild idea, he just knows. Reach out to Stephen. Stephen wants to do it. You know, we did some crazy things. Um, and I suppose that kind of just kind of willingness to just experience a new thing. <laughs> As yeah. kids, the one thing we did was one day it's like, cool man, I got my bike. We got some friends over. I've got this idea. Let's take some roller skates. Let's let's just get a rope. And let's just go with the bike. <laughs> and I was like, I'm down. And then we took some. So anyway, so I have a little, I have a little wide side, wild side, I think. And then I'm also, um, yeah, I think, as I said, I like sort of performance things. And I think people have become very important to me. 
and things like sort of deeper kind of intellectual topics mm -hmm. and even things like causes like you know mental health and stuff these are all things i've sort of my own through development and i guess personality have kind of grown into yeah um but yeah the uh <laughs> that's that um cabaret show with the mature yeah. acts like um that was pretty high up there, though. Um, <laughs> that was the first time I twerked. Just, just. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so actually, my friends even had quite a chuckle about all that whole experience. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, it seems like the extreme version of yourself then is relative to what you were in the past. Yes, yeah, so it's about kind of taking those, I guess, qualities that you liked about yourselves, mm -hmm. even if it's not like directly tr uh, moving towards it, but just that kind of process of taking that and just building upon it and making those kind of like, as opposed to asides or just aspects to like core part of your, your, your lifestyle and the things you talk about and just kind of take it as make those things like things you bring to the table in and how you spend your time, how you yeah. interact with people. Um, so it's, it's kind of just like focusing, taking kind of all the kind of, um, I, I guess, chaos, <laughs> um, but all the um, kind of, I don't call it noise, but all the kind of periphery things that are part of your life, but aren't in, in sort of important to you um, yeah. to a degree where you want to make your life kind of revolve around it. And just kind of focusing on the cool things. Isn't this the nice thing about life, right? Is you can take kind of your, your pick your favorites, uh, whether it's actively or just unconsciously and say, let's make this what my life's about. Mm -hmm. um, and make this the experience of someone interacts with me um, or wants to be friends with me that, that they're signing up for. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of, I guess, accomplishment in it. And um, you started meet. I think you get rewarded also the type of people you meet are your kind of people. Uh, I would say, especially for humor, if you've got a type of humor, just, just embrace it. Like some people are scared that, yeah. you know, they, their humor is too um, unsophisticated or too dark. And th that's like already a key point of how people connect, right? The type of crowds mm -hmm. they find. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, uh, that's what, you know, I tell people, it's just, if you like something about yourself, if you find something about yourself, really, creates a rewarding experience in life, um, just go for it. And um, people that sort of help those things shine or appreciate them, those are the ones to hold close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So it, it sounds like this is like part of like a, almost like a finding yourself journey or like becoming who you want to be in a way. Yeah, uh, I think exactly right. Um, you know, it's you know, early, in stages in life or just certain parts of life, sort of when you don't have that kind of direction and something to focus on and to kind of motivate and um, something to be proud of even, you know, mm -hmm. and accomplishments and things that are actually better to you. It's, it's, it, it can be tough. Um, and, you know, when you start developing these things, you know, you, you start to learn about things you, you didn't even think you'd be interested in. Yeah. Or things that you wouldn't didn't even realize was going to be important to you, and that's a I guess that's a cool journey, and it's and what's you know you can almost take that journey, and when you when you start, 
where you sort of have a real reflection of kind of where it's gone is when you talk to people and they sort of ask you advice and um and you sort of reflect on it and you know say hey this is this is this is what i think is you know it's quite quite cool and you know from my experience this might work for you might not mm -hmm. but yeah it has it has become important to me i think um it's and it sort of drives my me, so I'm pondering on, you know, what are my wants in life? You know, what, what's an, even now, you know, all the way down the line. I think it's a continuous sort of journey, but I guess the experiences that come through it and maybe the dedication in some areas, they help you learn what's, I suppose, what, what matters to you and what works and what doesn't work and what, what sort of your mind and your body sort of really, really needs, right? Yeah. What are the, some of the things that you've learned about yourself through this journey? Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, like, um, the state, the state and environment you're in sort of almost forces a perspective on you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in, I always just think because school is the extreme form of this, like, I guess the chains of society, you know, in a way, the, where. So, I mean, I was quite an introvert at that stage and I was very much guided by people's opinions and what was cool and how to fit in because that was a tough thing for me to do, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, I was very introverted. Um, I actually didn't spend that much time with people. Um, I'm a converted extrovert. That, that's not, that, that's not like a necessary, that's not a good or I think bad thing. It's just a different place. I think it's more a better fit for my skin. <laughs> that that makes sense. Yeah. And so I even personality wise become quite introverted, required quite um I guess experience orientated and um just kind of up for things and um just I suppose open to ideas and I think the type of people I seek is sort of a quite specific. Like I, I sort of seek sort of certain sort of conversational journeys. Um and you know those ones where you chat and you're like so excited to get back to it yeah. um as opposed to just having kind of friends i kind of feel like that's sort of the kind of connections i want and sort of seek and there's nothing like sh kind of two people sharing kind of different life journeys and kind of finding those kind of overlaps and perspectives and i don't know it's that's <laughs> cool so me and just maybe to summarize or uh, to put it in my own words, <clears throat> it seems like maybe before in the friends area, you were looking for specific people, but now you're maybe you're maybe just looking for people. Um, yeah, I mean maybe it's more the what the person's kind of like as opposed to what they do. Maybe yeah, you know, like it's if that makes sense, like the. The person as opposed to what's associated with the person you know like their yeah. hobbies and or whatever i can definitely relate to that i know in like college grad school and even early career i would gravitate toward people who shared a lot of my similar interests um maybe who were also like very analytically analytically minded or techies or something like that like a lot of my friends and grow like when i moved to seattle end up being my coworkers. And it wasn't until later on 
that I decided I wanted to to be more intentional about like just meeting people for being people instead of trying to fill my spaces with the same type of person just based on what their interests were. Yeah. And um, it, it creates opportunities also, right? Because then you can see the what other people are kind of into. And, right. Um, as opposed to just kind of and what they're like and, and how what how their personality is kind of valuable in its own way. Mm-hmm. As opposed to assuming <laughs> this is the way to kind of live. This is the, the way, you know, for a personality to be kind of valuable and enjoyable to you um and sort of i guess letting go of that and being like maybe the experience of the person and the i don't know the pieces that put them together as opposed to just yeah oh totally i i i 100 agree i like you I think a lot of, like, I definitely felt this way, and I've seen friends who've done this in the past, where, like, yeah, you you find, you think you know, like, this certain type of person that you are good friends with, and you look for those type of people, but you're potentially um, avoiding, like, meeting completely new people who could bring you to give you new experiences, give you new perspectives in life. A lot of the times people who have similar interests may have similar perspectives on life. So you're not really like gaining new, new ways of experiencing the world. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. The, um, like, you know, just even just kind of comparing value systems, let's gives you such like, I guess, um, perspective. Yeah. And you know, the gift, the best gift I think for like is, um, if we go into the kind of hobby sphere is giving someone a kind of a passion or, you know, a drive or a, you know, a piece of wisdom that actually sort of has a, like a profound or like directional thing that actually change gives them sort of an altered course, maybe like, mm. you know, I was, um, I've, uh, I've seen it from both directions, right? The one is like, you know, for instance, yeah, the spy dancing, you know, I, down the line, I thank my friend so much. I'm like, it's just, you know, you've given me like such a kind of important piece of my uh, life in a way, right? Um, hmm. That's what I feel about it. And it was just on a whim. He's like, oh, try this. Um, he thinks, you know, that'll suit me as a person. And, you know, it's good intuition, I suppose. And then, you know, I, I run a lot of, um, not as much anymore, but I, I run sort of a, quite a bit of the board game community here down in Cape Town. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not as big as the US one for sure, but it's growing. It's had some tough times. And board games is a great example of that. You know, I, I want, I teach someone a board game. I, you know, I, my sort of, my ability to kind of assist facilitate the activity and make someone really come out and see the cool factor that um, is there. And then seeing them like take this thing that they just kind of randomly tried, you know, just get people who were like probing, oh, let's find something to do. That seems something interesting. And then they try out a modern board game and they have you and other people who just kind of create an experience and make them feel accepted and just have, you know, kind of clean fun. And then, you know, they disappear. And then you you bump into them, you know, a couple months, a couple years later. (laughs) And they were like almost like as, um, enthusiastic um enthusiastic you are and you're like they're just like yeah you know this is now my thing they're just kind of obsessed about it and like it's just they've introduced all their friends to it 
and you've almost like branched off the community. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's awesome. Like, it's a great feeling, right? Yeah, it's um, it, it it's it's almost an empowering. Right? It's um, that that's sort of I suppose when you kind of develop a bit of a empathy. I think for people is kind of through things like that, where you you see how something impacts you. And the kind of profound sort of effect it has on your, your, your you know, personality and your lifestyle and your direction. Mm -hmm. And then you, you're like, cool, give that to someone else. And just because of how it made you feel and you see that happen to them um, in their own way. And you're like, you know, wow, you really, I don't know, that's, that's cool for me. Like, imagine you just give them their, their passion. That's like that they spend, you know, the rest of their life enjoying and they share that to other people. Um, I don't know, maybe that's you could that's community building its own way, right? It's a community of sharing passions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're kinda like helping them become the most extreme version of themselves in a way. Yeah, that's a sure that's a kind of a cool way to think about it, I think. Exactly. Like um it, it's if you sort of and this is the tricky thing I think in facilitating is giving that initial kind of experience and um, sort of first impression is quite sort of important. Mm -hmm. And so you want to give people kind of that full experience. They're not deterred because there are people, it may be their thing, but if their first experience is not good, they may just give it up. Um, and so, Oh yeah. But, first yeah. impressions matter. Yeah, no, for sure. It's <laughs> doesn't matter how like compatible it is with someone. If it goes badly enough, they're out here and they yeah. won't turn back. Um, so, but yeah, giving it to them, it's, it's you, like, you see people light up. I think I like activities and it's, I think this is why I like teaching people and doing hobbies to the point where I feel kind of, I guess a semi expert, like proficient enough where I feel like I can offer value in what I say. Um, it's kind of like a mini expert in a domain where like, actually, when I say something, I think it's a value to someone mm -hmm. and um, just, then you could kind of just offer that to someone else, see it, help them on their journey. Um, so, and yeah, there's people, it's funny, like you, they could be living life one way um, for a long time and then they have a certain experience, a certain passion. You know, mm -hmm. Maybe this isn't even extended to traveling. And they realized that's sort of a key piece about them. They just didn't acknowledge or buried or just needed to be nurtured. Yeah. And a lot of cases, they don't know that it's a, a piece of them or it's something that they uncover through their journey. Yeah. I like to think so. I, I have like similar thoughts along those lines that like, we get so used to being in a certain path or like you, like you said, like find thinking that you have like only certain interests and without exploring, you won't discover the other interests that you have. Um, I take it a step further. I say like you are, we put ourselves into a box and that you think you are one, one person, but really you could be whatever version of yourself you want to be. If you are, if you like, choose to take the journey and like make the decision to choose. Yeah. Yeah. There's it, definitely like sort of, like I think a, a choice aspect to it. it's kind of seeing the first, like the enjoyment that you have and then kind of seeing also how it impacts you 
and you know maybe it lights up your day maybe yeah. it makes you kind of obsessing about research um or you just want to talk about it the whole time or yeah. you want to kind of become an expert and then kind of also extending it to kind of other people is um yeah so let's let's stay stick on this line of thought but i want to go back to um one of your most recent hobbies fire spinning and let's explore a bit about how this like how these learnings look for you like you started this new hobby you're actively working on it what are your feelings while you're going through while you're doing this what have you learned about yourself in the process of learning fire dancing well I, <laughs> at like a very surface level i've realized you don't have to be scared of fire <laughs> that was funny enough it's another one i, I seem to be a bad um picker of uh, activities in the sense i seem to latch onto the ones i generally sort of am terrible at at the start mm -hmm. um and maybe i get overlooked because of that and so you know i was actually quite fire paranoid <clears throat> and luckily my dance journey had developed to a point past a certain point where I felt comfortable sort of learning choreography and sort of, you know, coordination and that. Mm -hmm. But I found in this sort of hobby is first, and maybe with a lot of hobbies, finding like a lifestyle that facilitates it and keeps you going. So, you know, like I actually, maybe I'm famous on the block, but I walk around, like I liked walking yeah, and I like seeing the spinning, but you know, my focus kind of sometimes goes off or I lose kind of motivation. It's just kind of you there and, um, not always feeling it. And so now I incorporate into a walk around the block and I'm just fire spinning with my practice. Safe oh, nice. Yeah. So you mix, you mix kind of, you make the things about it fun for you and you almost, uh, renew the spark just through that. And, you know, I get my kind of music in the background Yeah. and I just kind of, expand ideas i've got a friend who's a photographer and so kind of um, well it's his hobby but his friend Innes, but he's he's so good i'm just like you just do that man <laughs> and uh so he's kind of my in a way kind of personal sort of fire photographer we're trying to get oh yeah i've seen some of those photos and uh we'll post them on some of the on this uh video um through the magic of oh, editing cool. Yeah, um, yeah, he's like you can even see his journey, like kind of learning the type of photography. Yeah, um, the way back, assistant uh, starts so good, and then I started posting nicer stuff and some stuff that we started posting on sort of social media that got some attention. <laughs> I'm funny enough, I'm even on stock photos, they haven't really hit it off, but it's kind of like at least good enough where we feel like people are interested in seeing them. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I made it because like now is our sort of our hangout. Like it's cool to have a thing. It's like, hey, this is our thing. You know, we hang out, we take some photos, we talk about. Yeah, and you've been growing today. together, which is awesome. Yeah, I think it's at, at, to a at some degree at least sort of developed our friendship, where we can have this shared kind of thing we're building. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so and then I sort of um, eventually got him to come to a show recently. Um, we do it on the beach. It's called the Clifton Fire Jam. And he really loved that. He was just kind of overwhelmed because it just went from only him and me kind of taking photos yeah. to all these. I saw some of those people. photos and videos and they looked incredible. You should, uh, I'll, I'll let you know, keep it out. Cause we, when he came, um, the first time now, he, mm -hmm. he took like a whole bunch of footage. Um, and so he's, he's kind of getting around to that, but I think we're going to get some good stuff because also his skills and he says like just the, the color sort of, um, transition at the beach with the sunset and the dark. 
anyways, he was loving it. And so I, when I see him kind of light up, I assume it's going well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, talking about the fire journey, um, yeah, it's that kind of, you know, you're doing the movement. Um, I actually started with YouTube, just um, which m most people stick to YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good journey. I mean, you've even got courses on like academic sites now. Like, your, um, can't think of one. Um, but um, yeah, that, that's good. But I, I enjoy the, you got to get the building blocks, right? They, yeah. It's called the, the basic weave which is just your ability, um, it's almost the basic in dancing, your ability to move from A to around and change orientation in a kind of cool, presentable way. Um, and um, yeah, there's a couple sort of core tools and my friend taught me sort of them, so I didn't even use that much YouTube. But then from there, like most people, I think would stick to YouTube um, and f follow quite a sort of strict regime of steps and I think that's really cool and probably very, very hireable if you ever get to like a professional level. Yeah. Um, but to me, I like figuring out moves. Maybe I um, just figure, you know, come up with one of my own. Yeah. Uh, choreography. It's more fun um, that way. And like, it'll be more natural. It'll be more natural with your body movements. Think about this though. Hey? Like no one's got my style. Right. Right. <laughs> so, I guess like what I offer is like kind of cool because it's not comparable to a degree which is cool because then you're like, well, they're really good in their own way, but I'm really good in my way. And so I'm not just like a, on a scale to 10, you know, my, my own experience to see. Um, and so, yeah, I've, so I've sort of taught us, figured out some choreography and moves. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what, when I was out of ideas, I just watch a YouTube video, like kind of like what that guy's doing. Let me sort of adapt it. Yeah. Or try it out. And yeah. And then, um, then I went into the fi actual fire, um, because you start a lot of practice sets to the safety and you have to build the burning block, <laughs> burning blocks, my bad, uh, building blocks. And then yeah, you're on fire, which is your anxiety raises. And so uh, after a little bit like that initial anxiety spike kind of starts to wear off even in your first sort of uh, show. Mm -hmm. And then each time it's sort of lower each time. And I think um, just kind of trying to, <laughs> I guess, find new ways, styles and new things has um, kind of developed. I could quite a repertoire. I think that's probably my one of my selling points is because I've to kind of just play around and then find I'm like, that's a good idea. Let me refine that and focus it down is that yeah. people want to show me like, wow, you can do so many cool things. And I've started doing this kind of aerial moves and no one's doing that. And it's, um, it's quite cool. And, um, you know, it's funny, <laughs> physically, I learned a lot. Um, besides just, just discipline, I learned um, uh, hand-eye coordination with mm -hmm. my throwing style. I learned, um, you know, I developed some strength in some areas because some moves are like very, if you actually, if you're not strong enough, like I, you can't even do them the way I want to do them. So I had to develop that, um, had to sort of, I guess, you know, coordination, just keeping track of where the, Depends what it is, but the poi, because they're sort of on chains, there's uh, that spatial awareness mm -hmm. and keeping the, the movements actually being where you think they are, because when they're not where you think you are, that's when you're in trouble. Um, the staff, at least, is more forgiving in that regard, but the staff comes with the issue because you then you got to learn balance. That was another thing. I oh, fair. How to balance an object on yourself. Um, yeah. How to, when you're lopsided because of a weight, you know, and so in a different kind of orientation. So I feel like I've almost done like a couple um, 
intro courses into, um, I don't know what you'd call it, <laughs> uh, physical development <laughs> as a broad sports system, I guess. Um, so that was cool. Um, um, yeah, no, it was a lot of those things maybe weren't my strength, especially um, aerial sort of hand-eye coordination. And now it's just like nothing. I'm like, yeah, I should go to juggling because things in the air, just track them. It's kind of like casual and the throws are getting quite high and they're getting very consistent. Um, nice. You know, once I'm throwing things like, you know, a few meters in the air and catching them um, and then switching to sort of more standard moves, um, it uh, starts to look cool and starts to become a point where you can almost get, at this stage, I'd say I'm starting to get to that very, I mean, even now, but like starting to get to sort of a, quite a high level where, you know, considering moving into more, getting hired for events and, you know, like it's not about the money, but there's recognition in that. And I think yeah. I'm getting to that sort of level. And um, yeah, we've got a big, uh, big uh, fire festival um, on the weekend. So I'm going to hopefully show off some skills. There's international people coming. Nice. Um, and so I'm going to see how I compare with the big boys. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully my journey is, um, uh, shows off there because <laughs> we'll get a big, bigger crowd, I imagine. So interesting times. Yeah, that'll be awesome. It'll be awesome to share experiences with uh, folks who've been learning from other places. Um, maybe even some people who are have more of that traditional influence in them, like more of the Islander culture. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot to learn in this. Um, but so speaking of learning, so uh, have these learnings that you've made through fire spinning and your other your other like hobbies. Have they have you taken lessons from them into other parts of your life? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I think the well, so it's kind of like it's a mixture of lessons I've learned from this and lessons I've built upon that I've taken into this. Yeah, um, you know, just performance as a as a thing is a I've learned a lot there. Just being actually kind of proud and excited to kind of show off what you've got and, you know, to get people's feedback and enjoying that as opposed to trying to hide away and not be in the spotlight mm -hmm. and also kind of handling that kind of attention in a good way. And, um, so that's sort of one aspect, the, um, and, uh, I suppose the anxiety, like sort of, there's a trust yourself thing in any sort of danger activity. Right. Um, I mean, even ones that, that aren't right. The, um, I've uh, at least got comfortable, um, you know, in, um, another thing I've picked up is improv comedy. This is like, oh, is like the, Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I've realized like, trust yourself just in extreme sports is not, is not, is not the only place you need that. Right. Yeah. The trust that what you say gets, you know, well received, what you say is fine or it's funny. Your movements look, you know, cool. Um, your accents are kind of cool. And um, in the fire sense, you know, dropping something during a, um, is fine, you know. And so it's that kind of, and then I think the just kind of learning um, to do something fully, like, because you have to perfect moves. And there's kind of like, I guess a little bit of pride in that, um, but kind of a healthy sort of um, just sculpting something to the point that you, you feel very sort of, what do you call it um skilled in it and um i think 
Yeah, I think um, the sort of confidence and the self-trust um, have sort of been good life lessons for me and just tenacity. You know, mm -hmm. every time you, you think, oh, this is going nowhere or, oh, I'll never get to that sort of level I see. And, you know, the thing with this internet and things is you watch stuff and it's very daunting. Yeah. It's kind of like the gym experience, right? You go to gym, you're like, oh, you know, maybe I'm a tough guy or whatever. And then you sit down and then you've got this massive guy, you know, he's making machine noises. <laughs> 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 and you're like, oh my goodness, how do I get there? Yeah, right. Um, all, yeah. all of a sudden, like, part of it is don't compare yourself to other people doing the thing you're doing. Um, kind of that um, kind of recognition helps a lot. Um, but just also, yeah, just uh, accepting there's going to be people better than you and just look at rather what they offer and rather take that. And yeah. I think it's been a cool journey. So, um, as we're, so, um, your journey has definitely been like very interesting and like very expansive. I mean, you've been start, you've started like many years ago, but let's say for the people who haven't really started this journey or who are early on in this journey, what advice would you have for them if someone, if, like someone in the audience wants to become the more most extreme version of themselves. What's some advice that you'd have for them on how they could do it? So there's, yeah, that's an interesting one. First thing is go for it. Um, you know, it's, it's worth it. It's rewarding and everyone can kind of become that, um, so, you know, coming from someone who doesn't have, you know, necessarily interests and hobbies, and defining sort of characteristics and becoming someone who, you know, people, it almost is an aura to people and you, you have passions and you, you know, you excited to spend your time on these things and to get up in the morning, I think that, and so how do you, how do you get there? That, um, I think first maybe look for what you, where you want to develop. And part of it is, becoming sort of i found like a lot of things are tied to maybe sort of self-esteem and what's going on in your life and things and these sort of things help you through them but also you need to sort of take charge of those things so they don't hinder you and so you be in a good mind space and then just kind of through kind of response think about what do you really enjoy what what you know what are the characteristics you kind of think that you know, other people like that you're proud of and imagine yourself maybe being the almost the embodiment of those yeah if you like performing imagine yourself or if, if you just like um i don't know being uh, entertaining imagine yourself just kind of being su super um the, maybe the performance orientated and funny and you just draw a crowd or maybe you're quite uh, um uh, technical then you take on some hobbies that really challenge you i think <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> uh oh what happened no my, my phone um responded to me uh, google's <laughs> it says it says it's it's got it but it has to i have to unlock my device to, to oh. hear more <laughs> 
so anyways, as I was kind of saying, um, find, yeah, so find the things that are kind of important to you and maybe things that are, are going to help you in life, like having those skills might be useful, you know, mm. um, pe things that develop sort of people skills is very useful in life, right? Or developing sort of becoming very good at something makes you very interesting, um, that you can bring to the table. And so, and things like, you know, the discipline to learn these things will, so maybe just kind of visualize kind of the benefits and then, and, and then what do you, yeah, like I said, what is the cool factors? Like, what do you, what do you put to this table in the world? Like what, what makes you kind of an individual and you shine and you differentiated, um, and makes you feel good. It's like the idea of like when certain people around you are, they make you feel good. They make you, and you really like the way you are around them. Now extend that to sort of activities and maybe even how people respond to your activities and just, and then just put in the time, right. But also put in the time that makes it fun. You know, uh, I, at this stage, you know, I used to just do things to get the results. It's, it's about the journey. So yeah, rather than saying, you know, oh, I'm going to run faster, just be like, okay, I want to learn how to run better. How do I make this fun? Then maybe get some music or find a community, you know, in the fire, I met some of the other people, just learn, finding people, surrounding people who are passionate about these things, who have more knowledge, it's empowering, and it really helps. And then, you know, if you've got a buddy you do it with, then you almost will keep each other sort of motivated, because, you know, you both want to, like, I don't know if it's impressed, but at least, um, you know, keep up with the other one. And, yeah. and be open to, like, things, like, you first got to find these kind of potential passions and you first got to experience these quality, like even personality qualities in yourself to the point where you like, I want that to be important. No, for me, it was, I want to be, you know, able to kind of in a discussion, kind of have something kind of deep, you know, go into like philosophy or even like people who are struggling, not have passions or, you know, struggling mental health. So those things were important. Maybe things that you feel are holding you back. Maybe just find ways to um, get around that or, or active things that help you develop through that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, kind of, it's cool to get to a point where you're like, uh, I don't know if you want to feel like a rock star in life, but get, you know what I mean? You, you want to feel like um, life, life's good and you're excited about it. Um, you know what? I right feel like you should feel like a rock star. You should feel like the main <laughs> character in your story because you are. Yes. That's exactly. Feel like the main character in your story. What what makes you stick out and identifiable and um, maybe even valuable? Don't, don't try to just be better at the things that other people are good at um, because you you're comparing yourself to them. Rather, find the things that you you want to be good at that you feel you can be good at, and just get really good at that. And then people will immediately see your journey and your passion and the results. And you're going to find your crowd. Um, yeah. So it's a, I don't know if I have a step-by-step -step process, but um, just find ways to choose things that are actually important because in life we keep getting sort of, it's hard to say, determine what's really important to you and what just people think important. Or, um, but if you're on a journey where you feel like you're, you're gaining insight it's probably a good journey. Like when you can reflect and be like, wow, you know, I used to think that now I think this and uh, you know, 
you, you almost feel like you, you start becoming someone that could give advice to your parcel. That kind of thing. Then, then it means like you're in a position where you want to bring your parcel to that position and maybe you start extending that to other people. Then you know you're on a good journey. I think that's all great advice. I think that's a really like really excellent for people to hear. And all comes down to be aware of yourself, trust yourself, and try to make these things and life as enjoyable as possible. Fill it with good people, fill it with things you enjoy, and don't worry about how long the process takes. It's a journey. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, just exactly. Um, just keep it rewarding, keep it fun. Yeah. And uh, I guess also just kind of get your social circles in, into it or, yeah. or somehow tied to it because that's nice where you, you're not just on your own and that you've made some friends in it or you've found some, uh, what are they, you know, people to bestow knowledge, mentors, <laughs> senpai. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. Well, Stephen, this was a fantastic chat. Uh, unfortunately, my laptop is about to die, so we're going to wrap it. I think we're going to wrap it up here, but you are more than welcome to come back on the podcast anytime you want. I would love to hear more about your thoughts and about your podcast that you're starting even. Uh, yes, yes. Well, um, uh, uh, you are definitely also welcome to, it's early days, but you are t very much welcome. I'd love to have you on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm super keen to come back on to this yeah. one. I listen to your podcast a lot. And oh, thank you. It's, it's really cool. I suppose experiencing it for myself. So keep up the good work, man. Thank you. This is a great chat. And thank you for listening in on this uh, and experiencing this conversation with us. Um, if you're listening on YouTube or Spotify, make sure to like or favorite or and subs subscribe slash follow to the, uh, the podcast. Uh, it helps out a lot. Um, follow our Instagram for more updates and more random thoughts that I have about the behind the scenes stuff on the podcast. Uh, and as always... Embrace your chaos with kindness.